Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a buddy will be discussing a game that we used to play back when we were kids, and today it is episode 3 and we're going to be covering Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation 1. This was a game from my childhood, it really was, and it had a huge impact on the media that uh, is video gaming that we know today. Now, I'm going to be covering that with the Liam, bro- the Liam brothers, the Jones brothers, which is Liam and Jared. So that's going to be in the second half. If you're new to this, this is how it works. I will talk about what's happening in the gaming world currently, and in the second half, we will then be going on to Crash Bandicoot. So let's just get all the boring stuff out the way first. If you want to support me and the show, what you can do is go to YouTube and look for the Honest Pokemon Trainer and make sure you hit the like, subscribe, and that notification bell to make sure you know my latest videos come out, which are usually once every three weeks where I do some Pokemon challenges. If you want to support this show, support Retro Wars, you can get me on Patreon. And the lowest tier, and the only tier I've got, it's about $1.50 Australia, $1 US and about 70p UK, and literally all that's going to have is the money's going to go right back into the show, that's going to get you the availability to talk to me, to get your letters sent in to me, it's going to get me into your own private Discord, it's going to allow you to vote on what games you're going to have, and it gets you, lets you tell you about the memories you used to play of the games that are going to be coming up that week. Now, that's all the boring stuff out the way, but as I said, any money that does come into the show is going straight back. The first thing I actually, I've always said I wanted to do is to get a PO box where you can send stuff to me, I can send stuff to you back, and we can become pen pals and have a bit of a laugh together. Right, we got all out of the way. Let's talk about what's been happening. Now, I have the gaming segment news, and I call this Patch 3.0. Now, what happened in the news? Actually, I'm only going to talk about one thing because it was pretty big. Nintendo all of a sudden just decided to drop a Nintendo Direct out of absolutely nowhere. That's what Nintendo do. They just say, all right, guess what? Tomorrow you get a Nintendo Direct. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? I think they were just a bit pissed off because Sony and Microsoft had their weeks of buying shit. And they were like, right, we want in on this. So they thought, right, we're going to drop this and drop it. They did. It released Thursday morning UK UK time, Thursday morning Australia time. I was in a meeting at the time, so I was really pissed off that I couldn't get out of the meeting. I was like, fuck, I want to find out what's going on. So I had to watch it on my lunch. And they did not disappoint. Nintendo hit us with a wave of information, a wave of new games. I'm going to go through each thing as they roughly came out on the timeline and give you my thoughts. And the first one they hit us with was Fire Emblem's Warriors Three Hopes. So if you don't know, this is not the main um, three heroes. So Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is the Dynasty Warriors. Now Dynasty Warriors is kind of like they've had Hyrule Warriors or Hyrule Warriors. And now you've got Fire Emblem Warriors. Why not? You know, those games seem to do very well. Like Hyrule Warriors is still alive. It's still getting DLC. Why not make a Fire Emblem one based on three houses? It was one of the most successful games on the Switch last two years ago. It's a no-brainer to do that, to be honest. Dynasty Warriors or Dynasty Warriors has never been my thing. And that's where your character will fight hordes of enemies, like hordes, like stupid amounts at once. It's all flashy in animations, but the whole point is to try and get an advantage on the battlefield. I just have never really liked it because I've just seen it as a button masher with no real strategy. People could come back at me and argue that I'm chatting shit on this, but I just don't like it. They tried Gundam, and we'll get into Gundam. I fucking love Gundam. 
but it's just not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. I just don't enjoy it. I just think it's a bit of the same. Next thing. I just don't see the point of it. Again, people can quote and say I'm wrong. I'm sure this game's going to sell well. I said Hyrule Warriors is still very selling very well. There's recent DLC, which I was surprised it got. But what do I know about gaming? That's coming out soon. The next news we got was for Advance Wars, the 1 and 2 reboot camp. Now, these were games that came out on the DS, and I actually missed them when they came out. Really gutted I didn't actually get a chance to play them. Very happy they're coming out for the Switch, and they've been redone. I will be getting this. It's definitely on my list of games to get. New things that they've added to the well, the current games. They've added voice acting, which is good. It's going to be fast forward and resetting your turns. I should actually say what Advance Wars is, if you don't know. It's kind of like Fire Emblem. It's a strategy game where if your units meet up, you meet the enemy units, you kind of go into its own animation like Fire Emblem does. But this is all about war in the sense of like uh, tanks and planes, not like fighting in with you know knives and anything like that and flying horses. This is all modern day weaponry. They've added custom maps, which I think is quite good. You can share with your friends and share online and also online battling, which I think is very good. The fact you get both games, I think is a brilliant thing. And I'm hoping this sells really well because if it means it sells well, it means the Switch will get another game and they could look at doing Advance Wars 3. I don't think that was ever a thing. But again, if these games sell well, they will. They And if they do sell well... It means that Nintendo might go, oh, hang on, we'll give you money. We'll look towards making a third one. That's how a lot of these things work. The next one they showed was Mario Strikers. Now, I know I'm going very quickly through this, but there are some big ones. And Mario Strikers was it. Now, Mario Strikers, I don't know. Is this just a US thing or an Australian thing? What? I don't think it was that big in the UK when growing up. Yeah, Mario Strikers came through for the Nintendo Wii, but... And it was at the GameCube as well, but I never played it. I I never knew anybody who owned it. And I think the simple problem was that there was FIFA. All my mates played FIFA. Now, I'm not a FIFA person in the slightest. I hate FIFA. The only time I will play FIFA is with friends. It's the only chance. Like, we're having a few beers and drinks or whatever, and we say, oh, yeah, let's whip this on. And you can play, you know, 2v2 or 1v1. I enjoyed that because I'm with my mates and I can have a laugh. Otherwise, single player, I, I couldn't give a shit about FIFA, and a lot of people could probably come at me with that, but I know all my mates who listen to this and all my mates back home, they do play FIFA religiously. Some of them buy the packs, for God's sake. I don't know why you buy those packs, but they do. And that's why I think Mario Strikers never really saw the light of day. That's how I've always seen it. But here, in a, maybe in America, maybe in Australia, it really took off. It really did quite well. It was a bit of a different game. It was like a five-a-side um, football, so four outfield players and one goalkeeper, where it's more Marioized. So you've got the usual Mario, Luigi, Bowser, and uh, Princess Toads, Princess Toadstool, Peach. How old school I'm going with Princess Toadstool, with Peach, Toad, and all the like. Think Donkey Kong's in it as well. And the aim is basically to score as many goals you can pass your opponent. It's got like bombs. You can throw your enemies into the side of the wall, and it's electrified. Now. It always looked quite fun, but again, it, it just wasn't something I usually even saw in the shops. I didn't, very rarely even saw Mario Strikers. But seeing the trailer for this, it looks like it's the same sort of thing. Chaotic, Mario-esque sports game. But it does look quite fun, and it's it looks a bit more fun than I would play with FIFA. 
Because FIFA, I just think it's the same thing all over. You know, you pass the ball, you shoot. The players, okay, they look kind of the same. I know they've added animations that are more realistic, but you get what I'm saying. It's just different players and different kits. Whereas in Mario, like one half of the pitch looks like it's got something going on. The other half of the pitch looks like there's something going on. The terrain seems to change. You could upgrade your weapons or body armor, which I thought was quite cool. The teams can be quite diverse. It looks like you can have like maybe... Donkey Kong and Bowser on one team, Wario and Mario, and then maybe mix that up, which I think is really good. Again, you could do that with FIFA, but it's just not the same in my opinion. And also the good, the good thing is, I know FIFA can do this as well, that Mario Strikers is allowing eight people locally, which I think is really good. So that would basically mean you all control, you everyone controls an outfield player. Although you will soon find out if you do that and don't play as an actual strategy and all chase the ball, it's fucking chaos. I've tried eight-player FIFA before, and it's absolutely stupid because everyone goes after the ball when you think, shit, the left-back's suddenly coming into, into striker. What's going on? Because you don't, you just want to get the ball when you've got that little cursor on you. Like, gotta go get it, gotta go get it. But when you've got so many players on the pitch, when all four of you are chasing the ball at once, you're like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work. And this is exactly what will happen in Mario Strikers. It'll be interesting to see if they can actually make this an eSports thing because then you get people actually working together and knowing what they should be doing. But... When you first get hold of it and it's just going to be eight people, it'll be like watching little children play football where they all just chase the ball and it's just freaking chaos. Do I hope this game sells well? Yes, I do. Because again, it's another Mario game and Mario sports games usually do very well and they're usually of good quality. And Nintendo don't usually put out a shit Mario-esque sports game. The next one they showed off, I think it was No Man's Sky. Now, No Man's Sky was well, it was a PlayStation 4 game, and it was looking quite sweet on the Nintendo Switch when I saw it. Now, No Man's Sky, again, if it's a PS4 game, how's that running on the Nintendo Switch? Which makes me think it's going to be a cloud-based game, so basically you're going to be streaming the game rather than actually owning a physical copy. Whether I'm right or not was going to have to wait and see. No Man's Sky is about you exploring planets, going for intergalactical battles. It means absolute bullshit to me. It really does. I think No Man's Sky was like this big, you know, everything's random. You know, there's so many computer-generated things, and you can basically be endless possibilities, which sounds pretty cool, but the first one didn't do that well, and it was a bit of a flop. I think it was just poor execution. Playing it on your Switch, though, that might be quite cool. The idea that you could just, you know, go for a quick little adventure, put it back in your bag and go on. But if it's cloud-based, eh, that's going to be a bit of a problem because that means you're going to have to always be linked to some form of internet, which may be a problem. But, you know, I don't know. It could run. I think my only worry is that why reason why it's cloud-based is because it looks really, really good. Like graphically, I was like, wow, that looks better than it should. And that's my only concern, like whether a cartridge could do that. Someone's going to have to quote me and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't want to know if I'm wrong. You know, it's always nice to make sure I've got the correct information. Look, don't be expecting accurate. I'll do my best to get accurate information, but sometimes I'm not going to be able to provide that because I'm up my own ass. Look, I've got a beer here as I'm sitting. Hang on, hang on. It's been a long day. It's been a long Sunday, Sunday night I'm recording this. So literally, this is coming out to you within about an hour of me recording this. This is how professional this shit is. It really, you know, it's a bit of a mess. So next up was Splatoon 3. There was a lot of games. There's a lot of games to go through. So Splatoon 3, Salmon Run, the next next level. 
No, next wave. Sorry, I'm reading my own notes wrong. Splatoon's never been my sort of game. So with Splatoon, rather than you trying to kill your opponents, it's more about you trying to paint the stage. Very unique. And who has the bigger percentage of paint across the stage? It's a good thing to do. Why not try and mix up the system a little bit? And Splatoon is obviously very popular. The fact they've had Splatoon 1 and 2, the Inkling managed to make it into Super Smash Brothers. So this game will probably sell gang gangbusters, listen to me. This game will sell. This game will sell. Anyone who loves Splatoon thinks is going to love this. It looks like they're adding more um, bosses into it. Um, it. Again, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I, don't, I saw it and went, meh, meh. But again... Everyone's gaming taste is different. Some are going to enjoy it. And if that is your cup of tea, I think it's more of the same and you'll really like it. We had then an unreleased game, or a remake of an old game, I should say, sorry, called Front Mission. Now, I saw it, I went, this is Square. This is definitely Square, and it was. It's basically an old game that came out years ago, and it looks like Final Fantasy Tactics plus robots. So what I mean by that, it's more... Um, it's well actually it resembles a bit of Final Fantasy Tactics in how you move across the board in that um, you can go across different terrains square by square so it's all turn based and but then it has a bit of that fire emblem as I said earlier the advance wars when you get to fight each other you go to like a little separate screen and the two robots are blasting each other it's not my cup of tea because I although I love Final Fantasy Tactics I prefer swords and shields and stuff like fire emblem it seems a bit of a hypocritical thing to say i like advanced wars one and two but i don't like the idea of front mission i think it's with advanced wars it's the way it's presented advanced wars is very cartoony it's got a very very anime style whereas front mission doesn't have that it has that realistic nature so if advanced wars one and two were like this so very realistic i probably wouldn't play them but the anime 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 makes it go over the line a little bit more then they showed off, this This made me think it was a bit shit, uh, Star Wars Unleashed. So Star Wars Unleashed came off the PS3, and they're bringing it out here, but it looks shit. It really looks shit. Comparison, you know, to some games that are coming out on the Switch, this just looks really crap. And maybe it shouldn't have been released. Like, some people who like Star Wars would be like, yeah, who's texting me? Stop texting me. People like Star Wars would be like, yay, that's great, we get to play this game. But I don't know, I just think, wow, it's a really niche market and it showed how far gaming has come because this game just looks dull. The plot might be good, and I think it was meant to be quite good, but as for the way it's presenting, it's lacking of colour, the uh, everything, the environment looks boring. I was like, wow, this is really shit. Like, if they're putting a full full cost of a game on that, you've been ripped off. Because remember, this is a PS3 game, and I don't think it's even the HD remake, which you think it really received. This is just a bog-standard port, and you could probably buy this for nothing on the PS3. So if you're receiving this for full price on a Switch, you can fuck right off, and that's an absolute con. The next one, see, this is the you go from this, and then you go from that game to the next one, which was SD Gundam Battle Alliance. And this looked amazing. Okay, I'm going to be a bit biased because I love Gundam. But so if you don't know, Gundam are big, huge mecha warriors. Um, they always say that Japan are trying to build them. But SD, it means like they're kind of cramped up, so they've got a big head, small little body, which kind of suits me quite well, because that's my the way I look with a small head and little arms and little legs. But 
it's looks like it's a three-on-three. You have three Gundams, so three characters, and you go off and you try and solve the time-space conundrum, which means that things are crossing over into each other. The multiverse, if it was. Because if you don't know, you probably won't, because it's very, very niche. Gundam is kind of like a multiverse, so there are different anime series, different manga series, based off its own universe. And I love it. I have always followed Gundam. I've watched them pretty much 90% of all the stuff that's come out, even the really old stuff, and I really enjoyed it. I think we got to see the Freedom Gundam. I think we saw the original RX-78. I think we saw Barbatos. This means absolutely nothing to some people. I know we saw Wing Zero, which is quite cool. I w- if this game continues to look the way it is, I'm buying it. I'm just buying it because it's Gundam, and I will literally give them anything. I don't know who's making it. I'd probably assume it's Bandai. Bandai Namco have usually their hand in usually the models, the plastic models that make all the robot statues. And this is what annoys my wife. I'm not allowed to buy them because my wife would kill me. The queen would have my bollocks off if I started trying to buy any of them because they're expensive. One game that that came out next, which everyone can get excited for, was the remake or a kind of a reworking of Chrono Cross, which was the sequel to Chrono Trigger. Now, Chrono Cross came out, I think it was on the PS2. And holy, was it PS2 or PS1? I think it was PS2, but it it was had a huge reputation to try and live off in Chrono Trigger, which came out for the Super Nintendo. And Chrono Trigger is considered one of the greatest games that ever came out. I never played Chrono Cross. I have played Chrono Trigger, and I am looking forward to getting this. I will get it because I want to give it a go because I couldn't never get a hold of Chrono um, Tr- Chrono Cross without spending a ridiculous amounts of money back in the UK. But now I will probably give this a go. They seem to have added a remastered soundtrack, which is good. Apparently, rather than Chrono, Chrono Trigger, where you could have like, only five characters, I think, in total in the whole party, this time it was a huge array of characters, so a bit diverse. They didn't really have the same animation that it did in the first one, because the first one was drawn by Akira Toriyama, who is the d- creator of Dragon Ball. See, I do know some shit. I do know some shit. Chrono Cross will be coming out, and I will be getting it. Another game, okay, another game, there's a freaking load. We got more to see, more of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Now, this goes back to what I was saying about Star Wars Unleashed. Again, that game looked absolutely shit. And then Kirby and the Forgotten Land looks absolutely incredible. I'm not a Kirby fan. I think Kirby's just a pink ball of fluff. But the game looks very colourful. And I was originally worried it looked really slow and boring. But this trailer made it, fleshed it out dramatically. It showed a lot of Kirby's powers. Now, for those who don't know, Kirby can usually suck in people. That sounds weird, but he can. He gets into his mouth and spits them out and gains their abilities. But this time, it looks like he can eat a car and he become a car, which I thought was quite cool. He can become a... Looks like... I'm going to turn that off. He becomes a... What you say? Fruit machine? I can't think of the word. You know, you buy a drinks dispenser and he can spit out stuff out of his mouth, uh, which looks pretty cool. And then the bad guys look more... Um, fleshed out the bosses look more fleshed out you can upgrade his current weaponry that he has when he eats something into something better it does look okay and i think we've been looking forward for a proper kirby game in a 3d world for a very long time to see how it was presented in the trailer i was very happy more money from nintendo if they don't need more money as it is means they're not going to get bought out by anyone so there's no chance microsoft's not going to buy them we had a, sh- a, bit, a quick little snippet of MLB The Show, which is a baseball game. Doesn't interest me. One iota. And I don't know if this will sell very well, only because you can get MLB The Show for main consoles and the graphics will be way better, like ridiculously better. I just can't see this selling very well. 
playing baseball on the go, fair enough, but I just think people will rather have bought MLB the show for their home console rather than for the Switch. Uh, going back to the cloud-based thing, what I was saying about No Man's Sky, one game we can definitely confirm is cloud-based was Kingdom Hearts Interdrum. I pronounced that wrongly, the masterpiece. So that's going to be uh, games one, two, and three, or their subsequent remakes. They are going to be available now, and they are available cloud only, so you can't actually own a physical copy. You've got to be connected to the internet at all times. Remember, as I was saying with No Man's Sky, which I thought was a PS4 game, Kingdom Hearts 3 was a PS4 game, so you can run a PS4 game on a Switch. It just has to come from the internet. Should I give the Kingdom Hearts go a series? I, I, I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and I didn't like it. Sorry, I did like it. And I like Disney. I love Square. I love Final Fantasy. I don't know why. I just got lost in a certain bit and just went, meh, fuck it, can't be asked. But then I hear reviews of Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't that good. I'm like, ah, But I know I'm going to have to cover Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for the podcast. I just know I'm going to have to do that at some point. So maybe I might just have to... No, saying that, why would I buy this? Why would I buy this when I can buy a cheaper version from a PlayStation? And there's the argument. Why spend so much money to get it for your Switch when you can buy probably a better version, a crisper version, for the PlayStation 4? And, mm, again, on the go. But you've always got to be on the internet. So just go get the PlayStation version. And all the, No, it's not on Microsoft. Just go get the PlayStation version. I'm not being bought out by anyone, but I'm not telling you how to spend your money. But I am. Go get the PlayStation version. Worth more of your money. Next, we saw Kanoa. Now, Kanoa was an old game that was on the PlayStation, but it looks like it's getting a remake, and it looks pretty decent. It's just basic. looks like I don't know what type of animal he is. I wasn't Googling it. I couldn't be asked. It's like a cat thing, and he's got weird ears. He can flap. Oh, it could be a bunny. I don't know, but he can, like, basically fly with his weird ears. Imagine tails, but instead of the tails being on his arse, it's on his head. It looked quite good. It looked colourful. I said it's not my sort of platformer, but it looked colourful. I was thinking, wow, again, this the Star Wars thing makes that look a pile of shit. If you like it, that's your sort of thing. One game that has been around for a long time, we're all getting hold of, is Portal Companion Collection. Now, the Portal games are puzzle games, with Stephen Merchant was the voice of, was a, of a murdering robot that seems to be following you the whole time. Never played Portal. Never, ever, ever played it. This is probably the opportunity for me to do this because this is going to be Portal 1 and Portal 2. So if I'm going to play it, it seems absolutely perfect. Again, you can do one little puzzle, put the, put the console down, and then you can go back to it. The Switch is a perfect console for this. And if it comes in at a reasonable price, I will get it. This, again, comes back to what I said. Would you want to pay full price for a game you might be able to get cheaper on the PlayStation that's always going to be the toss-up of these things, or, the, or, my, or say PlayStation, not just PlayStation, but also the Xbox series, whatever it is. Can you get it cheaper? If you can get it cheaper, then I don't think they should be cheaper. I think they should be roughly the same price because you're getting the roughly the same games. So why should they be a different price? And next we saw a quick, there's a very, very quick look at a few games. It's four games in a row. Now I'm going to see if I pronounce this incorrectly. Getsu Fumaden. Getsu Fumaden. Getsu Fumaden. Oh, fuck it. Undying Moon. It's a side-scrolling action game. Looks like shell shading set in, like, feudal Japan. This looked pretty cool. This looked really good. Like, basically, hack and slash. Um, colors everywhere. I, I, From that trailer alone, I really keen. I want it to be difficult. I want it to be, like, Hollow Knight difficult because I like my hard games. I like my hard-scrolling um, side, side, side-scrollers. If this is any good, I'll probably give it a go. 
Again, I want to see another trailer, do some more digging before I throw my money at it. But from what I saw, even that was like 15 seconds, I thought it looked pretty good. We then had a quick look at Demon Slayer, the Hinokomi Chronicles. Now, this is based off a manga, then an anime, then this. I've never watched Demon Slayer. I will watch Demon Slayer. I know it's meant to be absolutely fantastic. It looks like it's a fighting game, so it could be very similar to the Naruto series, um, the Naruto Storm series. I'm not sure, again, if it's Bandai making it, but it does what it says in the 10. Most animes... Games follow this sort of thing now. They look pretty fluent. I think the problem is with anime manga things, you've got Dragon Ball Fighters, and that sets the tone now for any fighting game in the manga generation because Dragon Ball Fighters is absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah, I don't think Demon Slayer's going to beat that, unfortunately. I missed also De Zombie Army 4. Uh, this just looks like a Resident Evil-esque ripoff. Um, eh, looked okay, looked all right, to be fair. I don't know much more about it, apart from what I saw, but it just looked Resident Evil. You could have probably got away with just saying Resident Evil 6 or Resident Evil 22, and it probably would have been like, yeah, okay, that's a new Resident Evil. So we'll see what that one comes out. Lego Brawl was next, and this is weird. It's been like a side-scrolling Lego game. I don't know what to make of it. Lego games have been notoriously good because they usually do rip-offs off most things. You've got Marvel superheroes, the Indiana Jones thing, you've got Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, you name it, Star Wars, they've usually had their fingers in it. Because Lego, well, why not? If you're going to sell toys, may as well sell a video game. Lego Brawl, though, it doesn't look like a Smash Brothers. It doesn't look like they're trying to con in it. It looks like a side-scroller. Eh, I, I don't know. I wasn't really impressed with that one. We also got quick looks into other games. Two Point Campus, which looks a bit like a theme hospital-esque thing, but it's on a campus made by Sega. Don't know much about it. It looks like you're trying to run a university. Yeah, I wasn't my cup of tea. We also got updates for Triangle Strategy. Got a new look at that, which is going to be Square Enix's new game. This is basically their first go at a Final Fantasy Tactics-esque game coming out for the Switch. I've already pre-ordered it. Uh, I paid the majority of it. I've got 10 bucks left to pay on it. I will be there day one to purchase it, and I will lose my life on it because the wife and hiccups aren't here at the moment. Sorry if they're currently... Well, they're currently gone to the zoo. They've gone to see Grandad and their Nana, their Nana Jay. So, yeah, I'm currently free as a bird at the moment. So I'll be getting that. Running over to my local JB Hi-Fi. That's where I'm getting it from. And straight away getting it. Probably play it in my car. I probably won't even wait to come home. I'll still be jumping up straight away. We got news on Cuphead DLC, which has taken fucking forever. Jesus. It's called a delicious last course. Now, I love Cuphead. Cuphead is one of the best games I've played in a long time. It's hard as fucking balls, but Jesus Christ, is it satisfying. It's like Dark Souls-esque in the 1950s. If the 1950s were, had your balls in a vice. It comes all across nice and cartoony, but Jesus Christ, fucking agony. So the Delicious Last Course is going to be the DLC, where it's going to have new um, bosses, new stages to go on, but also going to have one of the characters, who is Miss Chalice. She was um, used to help you in the main games. Now she's actually going to be a main character, and she's going to have her own abilities, which include a double jump and a roll. Honestly, if you ever get a chance to play Cuphead, you can play it on most platforms now. You can get it for relatively cheap. Give it a go. It's very frustrating. It's a very hard game. Ignore how cartoony it looks. It's extremely, extremely difficult. But again, this goes back to Dark Souls. Once you beat a boss, it is so satisfying once you get it. The game's hard, but fair. And Metroid Dread is getting its first little bit of DLC. Now, Metroid Dread has been a really good surprise. I'm glad this, because this, this dropped out of nowhere when it first came, because we all wanted Metroid Prime 4. It's got two new modes, which are going to be Rookie Mode, which gives you more health back. 
uh, every time you get one of your health units and dread mode which in this fuck me it's in the freaking name it's instant death one hit dead like which sadistic fuck wants to play metroid dread with one hit mode not fucking me i'll tell you that now i'm still playing it not fucking me you can do that without getting hit jesus christ like i like playing hollow knight on hard mode which is steel soul mode but that's not even statistic as this like you can be tickled by literally a fan and you're dead so i'd be dead all the time so this game is going to be getting harder and harder but i'm glad that they're giving a dlc which because it means they're giving it attention and more attention means we're going to finally find out what's happening with metroid prime release the trilogy release four yeah, this is just my little personal rant Another unreleased game, which had never seen the light of day previously, only released in Japan, was a game called Live a Live. Again, this screams Squaresoft, and it is. This is from the Squaresoft time, so it's now Square Enix. It's a RPG. Um, it's, it's screaming how they've done it for some of their recent games, because that's the sort of thing that they're getting into at the moment. And it's going to be RPGs set in different time periods. I'm not sure if they all mix, but it looks like you've got futuristic, present day, prehistoric. I think there's one in China. So it looks pretty cool. You get different worlds completely, but whether they'll mix up, I don't know. And how they'll integrate into the story, only time will tell. Will I give it a go? Probably. Uh, if I run out of games to play. If I run out, if I finish um, Triangle, Triangle Strategy, I'll probably go on to this. Next, and this was big, and I never thought I'd be seeing, saying this. Wii Sports. Wii Sports is back. They released, uh, they're releasing a Switch version of the Wii Sports. Now, we will one day cover Wii Sports. It has to be covered on this. But Wii Sports for the Switch, they will be having the games of tennis, bowling, shambara, which is like kind of like hit your opponent with a big-ass sword, soccer, football, fucking football. Imagine if they put soccer in the UK version. We'll fucking riot. Uh, badminton, and they're going to add golf later on. I think the, the cool thing with the soccer one is that you can actually put the um, the strap to your foot, which would be pretty cool. But I can just see people's trainers going to be flying off into the window. Is that going to be played? Probably not, because why would you play soccer when you've got FIFA and you've got Mario Strikers coming out? See? See what I mean? No one's going to play that. It's all... Oh, no, it's got volleyball. I'm sure volleyball was in there as well. Because that, yeah, you did. You saw them. You saw the guys doing the present, uh, presentation playing volleyball. But I was kind of. It was nice to see the game being played and then having a bit of a laugh. But I was like, fucking give me more news. Tell me. Tell me about Hollow Knight. I want to hear about Silk Song. That's all I wanted. All I wanted to hear was about Silk Song. I've been waiting for that game for freaking ages. I'm sure some people are waiting for Zelda news. No, we didn't get any Zelda news. The only Zelda news we got up was coming next. And it's a game called Taco. I'm going to butcher this Taiko Taiko no Tatsian hey Taiko no Tatsian Rhythm Festival this is a rhythm based game where you have to bang a drum on your switch it looks it's ba it's pure Japan pure Japan on crack you look, you look at it and you go, Jesus, that is you know, stereotypical Japanese stuff. That is it. It's basically you get a list of games where you have to kind of match the beats to. And what they've added in is Zelda. The main theme from Zelda is available for you to play, for you to do the rhythm-based game with. And if you buy it now, you get access to 76 songs. I thought, oh, that's not too bad. But then the little bastards went. There's a subscription service and you get 500 songs. It's like, you cheeky fuckers. You cheeky little Robin fuckers. Put the 500 songs on the game. Don't make a subscription base, you Robin little fuckers. See, that's why I get really annoyed about stuff like that. I'm like, just put it on. Why make people pay straight? Basically straight into it with DLC. Piss off. I hate that shit. 
Like DLC later, not off the tin. Fucks me off. Talking about, see, this is the new games coming for free. This is on the SNES, not SNES, SNES and the NES, the online versions for the Switch. They are releasing Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. They are going to be net available now, so they should pop up when you go into your Nintendo consoles. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, I think, are already available. Earthbound definitely is. If you go on your Mint Mini SNES Mini, I'm sure Earthbound Beginnings will probably be on the SNES Mini. I'm on the NES Mini, I'm not sure. Or you could patch it in. Just don't tell anyone you can patch things in. Because it's naughty and you'll get told off. Not by me. Nintendo will come after you and they'll sue you. They will. They will. They'll sue anyone. And are we getting Mother 3? No. Mother 3 will never, ever, ever come out. As much as the internet probably doesn't want to hear that, we will never get Mother 3. And you know why. Now, talking about DLC stuff, we got some news about Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8. Now, last week, we got news about GTA 6 coming out. And I said, finally, the cash cow is obviously going down a bit, so they need to bring out the new one. And I said, well, that's what, the same as Mario Kart 9. We're never going to hear anything until Mario 8 starts selling, stops selling. Well, we got some DLC news, which makes you think, oh, shit, we're never going to get Mario Kart 9. And now it suddenly says you're going to get new tracks for $24. It was like, you robbing bastards. $24. This is American. I think it's like £22 in the UK. It's like, you robbing bastards. $24, quid for new tracks. But then, and they said, oh, it's going to be remakes from across the Mario Kart series. So all the way back on the Super Nintendo up to the mobile phone games. Like, okay, that's quite a lot of games you've got to cover. Still, it's a lot of money. But then they went, it's going to come out in eight. They're going to come out eight tracks. I was like, fuck, oh, that's not much. But then they went six times over. I was like, that's 48 tracks. And they're going to have more released by the end of 2023. Like, holy shit. That's a lot of tracks. Okay, $24 don't sound that bad. That is insane. For Even if they're remade tracks, I don't care. 48 new tracks. Because people have argued that, you know, they've done with Mario Kart 8. They've been playing it so much. But this is the way I should see it coming forward. Don't release Mario Kart 9. Just keep adding shit to Mario Kart 8. Adding new tracks. 48 new tracks. That game is now going to be fresh as fuck in another two years. Add new characters to it. That's the way you do it. This is my argument for Smash Brothers. Don't bother making a new Smash Brothers game. Just add more characters and more stages. That's all you need to do. Because I guarantee when you have to make a new Mario Kart 9 and when you have to make a new Smash Brothers, people could go, oh, the characters I love aren't in this game anymore. And there goes the problem. Just keep building on what you've got. This should be, as someone pointed out on Twitter, Mario Kart Infinite. Damn right it should be. Mario Kart Infinite. You, you're not going to be able to... There's no point improving on it graphically. It looks, looks the tits as it is. So just keep adding shit to it. You know, maybe add a new battle mode. You've got time trial. You've got your cups. Just add new tracks. Add new characters. And you people will buy it. I guarantee when this this is coming out soon, it, they will basically sell. Nintendo like, yep, done. That's all we need to know. We'll keep sucking your teeth. We'll keep sucking your nipples for more Mario Kart content. Do it like that and you'll get it. So I had to kind of reserve judgment. I think everyone, I've watched a lot of reaction videos, did the same thing as me. They were like, you robbing fuckers. Oh, okay. Well played, Nintendo. Well played. Okay, we'll we'll suck on that teat one more time. And then the final bit of news we saw 
was for Xenoblade 3, or Xenoblade, Xenoblade, see that's me saying it the UK way, Xenoblade 3 is coming out, that's a huge bit of news for me, it's good and bad, one, because good, because I'm really looking forward to playing it, bad, because I haven't even started Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2, they're just in my list of part games I really want to play, but I'm scared to, because they're going to take fucking forever, and I think Xenoblade 3 is going to be exactly the same thing, the graphics look great. The voice acting's that British style. They love how they don't get my accent to play this. Could you imagine me being in that game? We must save the fucking world, lads. Fucking hell, come on. We'll fucking do this. It wouldn't really work. It just would not work. It was my accent. It's got to be that posh, posh British accent, like the Michael McIntyre. No one knows who that comedian is. I'm just saying, just look at his, look at Google him. You'll see what I mean. It's that posh British accent, like the Queen. But yeah, Xenoblade is what we got. Everyone was probably expecting more of a Zelda, but we didn't. Um, so yeah, that was the end of the Nintendo Direct. A lot of news. And that's probably all I'm going to talk about today because I've been going on for 35 minutes. And yeah, that's a lot of shit to go through. And I haven't even probably talked about what happened this week. So we'll save that for next week. So next time, you'll get two weeks worth of shit. And there is some juicy stuff that came out that I'm very excited. And we will go through that next week. But what we need to do now, right... We need to talk about Crash Bandicoot. That is today's project. That is today's topic. It was meant to be Final Fantasy VIII. We unfortunately have to delay that until next week. So me and Dan will be talking about Final Fantasy VIII for the PlayStation 1 next week. But what I'm going to do first, me and my buddy Jared and Liam are going to be talking about this. So I'm just going to play some music. And when that, when I come off the microphone, because I've been talking for quite a while now, we will be talking about Crash Bandicoot 1, which came out for the PlayStation 1 on the 9th of September, 1996. Holy shit, I'm old. There we go, that's it. Yeah, it's working now. This is how professional this thing gets. Now, yeah, it's, look, don't be looking for a professional podcast. You're not going to get it here. Now, this is probably the second podcast we've done. This is late at night for us. It's honesty. It, it is honesty. It's an honesty thing. It, it's an honesty thing. I like to be honest, you know, with people who listen to Speaking this show. Speaking of honesty, you should definitely tell them honestly. It took you about 45 minutes to figure that mic out, right? Fuck off. Yeah, you're not being honest right now. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be honest, Danny. Honesty is the best policy. The honesty is the best policy. So I am joined by Jared, who is here for his second podcast of the night. Hello. Um, he did Super Mario World. It was And Liam, his brother... Um, he arrived during it, but he's now come to join. Yeah, he's, hello dear listeners. He's come to join in and talk about Crash Bandicoot 1 for the PlayStation. Now, you said, Liam, that you played Crash 3. That I was played your, a lot of Crash 3. played a lot of Crash 3, but you, Jared, have played them all. So, I, yeah, I started with Crash 3, um, and then I got Crash 2 off my next door neighbour, and then I eventually got Crash 1 off his dad. Mm. Um, so I played them... In the just, wrong uh, order. No, no. Actually, yeah, I feel the correct ones. order because they get progressively easier from one to two to three. In in my mind, one is the hardest. So <laughs> I, I built my way. We'll get up. onto that. Yeah, yeah. One's as hard as fucking balls. So I played it. I think I I went round to a mate's house. Don't I haven't seen the guy in years, but he had a PlayStation because PlayStations. It was one. It was one of the first games that came out on the PlayStation, if not the first game that came out on the PlayStation. And they were expensive, those consoles. Brand new out, PlayStation N64. And I was blown away. You know, I've been used to Sega Mega Drive and the snares and seeing this. Like, holy shit. 
And I, my eyes just, I could not take what was going on. It was just incredible. That's it. The PS1 was the first console that we actually had as a family. Mm. Yeah. And it was just... Well, Something this, else. The start of our gaming oh, careers. My God, so many polygons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. And this is my, mine was a Mega Drive. Here's how old I am compared to you two. But, <laughs> you won't rub that in. Yeah, much. you can... <laughs> fuck off. But the thing is, it crashed for me. It's... I think as I've become more of an adult, I've appreciated it a lot more. That's how I see Crash. I don't know about you two. So I, uh, my parents got called by my teacher because you'd have like a journal that you write in uh, after every weekend. Mm. And they were getting concerned because the only thing I wrote in my journal was what I did in Crash Bandicoot <laughs> that weekend. And I would draw pictures of Crash Bandicoot and so they were quite concerned, so they called my parents. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my, I, I didn't need to go that far. Jesus Christ. Well, I, we weren't allowed to play during the week, so the weekend Was the only time. Oh, the really? Only, yeah. 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 Wow. And we had to ask beforehand. We always had to ask before we turned it on. Wow. I never got to that stage. My mum was... Um, Mama Splinter was quite good to me. She'd let me play games whenever I wanted. Well, not like during school days, when I was meant to be at school, but she'd let me play. And, but I didn't actually own Crash for a long time because I never I, I chose the N64. That's what I went with. So I didn't, you know, it wasn't those days where you can have both consoles and it's okay. I was pick one, done I'm, with it. I'm shocked you had a choice. I don't think we had a choice. I think it just turned up. <laughs> yeah, I think it came with the PlayStation because we got the PlayStation late as well. Yeah, we got, we got everything late. Yeah, like, I think we got, um, what was it, FIFA 97 and... Crash Bandicoot 3. Yeah, and, and Porsche uh, Porsche Carrera driving. <laughs> yeah, Porsche some, Boxster GT or something. Yeah, some Jesus. weird spin-off weird thing. Back when uh, they made those like weird spin-off games over and over again. Yeah, and thankfully with Crash, I know we, we go on to spin-offs later, but Crash, I think it's been quite hit and miss with its spin-offs, but the main games, the main core games, 1, 2, 3, and then subsequently 4, for me are iconic, they're fantastic, they like the first time I held it. It, the, it looked bright. It you'd go through the jungle, like you're just running down a straight path. That's all you were doing, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It was very different to any other game I'd played previously, where Sonic and Mario was very left to right. This was straight down. I'm not used to this. It's it started like you're on the beach, and it it almost seems like that you're about to go to the right, like mm. it's about to be, a, and then you're walking back into the screen and he walks in there and he just stops and you're like, oh shit, this is me. This <laughs> is you. Oh, this is me. This is what I do now. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, you run forward and it, it's, oh God, that would have been such a game changer for people who hadn't experienced that before. It was, it was amazing because they essentially could keep Crash in the middle of the screen and the world came to him. And it was, it was I can't. It's hard to explain what it was. It was just amazing seeing things, and it was using that three D perception. So things were now going on that third axis. So diagonally, there things were coming towards you where you didn't have that depth previously in previous platformers. And you're obviously smashing your crates. The levels weren't particularly long, but they were still bloody fun and hard. Like they, they weren't long. Like the longer levels in the game, I remember from Crash One. Hating? <laughs> Are we going to get into difficulty now? Because that's the main thing about Crash. Yeah, yeah, but um, 
also the switches between the uh, 3D like running towards and away from the camera to the 2D, but it's still yeah. it's like 2.5. Like you can still move 3D, but um, I, I love those switches because it's it's such a cool like to to go from like a standard 2D mm-hmm. platformer, but also to switch into a 3D almost 3D um, style game world. Oh, and the camera swinging around like sim- almost cinematically. Yeah, go around with you. So if you get like a gem, you basically so there were secret bits to games. So if secret parts the level, or you stand on a platform and it take you away to the next bit, and the next bit could be a side scroll. Yeah, and the camera would move with you and it follow you, and it just looks so good. It was like, what the hell is going on? Like now, I think we take that for granted, that sort of shit. But at the time, it was like. Fuck. Mine was blown. It was like the original God of War cutscene. Yeah. It was a great... I know. The thing is with, with Crash and what it's particularly known for was how hard it was. And as you said, Crash 1 was the hardest. And oh boy, was it fucking hard. And and like the fact that the hitbox... I'm, I'm pretty sure like the hitbox for Crash was just a rectangle, right? It was, and, yeah. And so you could stand right on the tippy edge of the of the ledges. You could get away with that in Crash 1. Yes, you could. But the developers clearly designed around that because yeah. especially the um the the infamous bridge level, mm-hmm. right? Like that hitbox you could jump and you would only just make it even though you had this really generous like landing hitbox they would make it that perfect distance so it, you would keep falling and you would have to keep pushing crash off the edge further and further each to get time. there like they didn't they didn't make it easy on purpose they went no. out of their way to make that game hard and i think they, they portrayed it oh it's a kid's game look this is the new sonic the new mario he's the third one on the block and for me he is and we'll get on to crash's design in a bit but it was not like sonic and mario if you wanted it it was hard as fucking balls like you could complete the game you can complete the game at its basic level and it was still challenging but it was it was okay but if you wanted to 100 percent it because it had a percentage you had to so crash rather than like rings or mushrooms or whatever it had crates you have to smash the crates open and now a fruit a wampa fruit now you never needed to collect the wampa fruit you needed to collect, smash all the crates mm. and if you smashed all the crates at the end of the level you'd get a gem yeah. Including all the TNT and Nitro. Including all the TNT and Nitro. You had to smash every box. But that was the challenge. You had to do it without dying. So you couldn't die, but you had to smash all the crates. And bear in mind, Crash can die at the smallest little thing. Like, he's only got one touch dead. That's it. The slightest mistiming of a button press. And you he's are dead. off the Not edge, even. hitting fucking Scorpion. Anything. Yeah. Not, not even. You look away for a second because, you know, someone called your name or there's a dog or something and you're dead. You you're look dead. back and the, a, a random skunk has just wandered towards you because it jumped out of the ground and just started strolling up to you and you didn't notice because you were looking the other way for a second. Yeah. And of course you had the iconic, wow! Oh, it's and the sound And then he'd turn into the the ghost and fly away. Or his body parts would suddenly fly up in the air. It's Actually, like, death animations. That, they that would have been, they had that, that been they, revolutionary. They had death animations. He got used to get flattened, like yeah, a pancake. There's some good ones. I remember dying on purpose as a kid to find some unique ones. Or he gets sliced in half. Even when you leave him too long and he just stands there looking at his watch, tapping his foot. 
Oh, like that's probably the first time. That no, 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 no. It wasn't Sonic. Sonic did Sonic, it. Sonic, uh, Sonic did an exact thing. Yeah, he go waiting. I remember. Oh, what a I'm not sure if it was. Fuck you, Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, make sure that's plugged in. Or we're dying. Um. Was it the? Th- I'm not sure which one it was, but he got the yo-yo eventually. No, it wasn't uh, one. That would have been the third. One sure. of the idols was a yo-yo. I do remember that. And he like wrap himself around it, or he'd do around the worlds and stuff. Like the but, next, the only thing he needed was a skateboard, <laughs> and he wouldn't. Have, he, he would have been the most '90s thing in existence. Oh, he was definitely a '90s thing. But going back to like the difficulty, like to hundred percent, it was fucking hard. Because you had to get the hidden crystals, the hidden gems, and then the hidden gems would take you to secret levels to get more boxes. And they said you had to do this without dying. And then even when you were 100%ed it, there were actually two levels. Um, Now, I think they were secret levels on the game you had to have like a code for or something or an action replay. But in the remake, or is it remake? The HD remakes, they put those in. Oh, uh, I think those were... Stormy Tower or yeah, something no, like that. So, Stormy Ascent. Stormy Ascent. Um, and the, I, I'm not sure if there was another one from memory, but um, I'm pretty sure those were unofficial DLCs that never got added. Yeah, they, they never got they, added. They never got added in. But just, I'm not entirely sure on this, but Crash 1, there was no map selection, right? There was no level selection or anything like that. You played, when you played the game, you played from the first level... No, 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 there was, there was a map selection, yeah, 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 there was a map selection. Alright, well my childhood brain has has got got rid of that information, or I never figured it out. Yeah, there were (laughs) were islands, there were three islands, Yep. so you jump from island to island, but the Stormy Ascent level, like I I played this, I played this, I played the remake, and I was like, holy shit, how the fuck did I, because I did it, I did it as a kid, I I 100%ed it. I was like, how the fuck did I do this? Bear in mind, the remake, you don't have to get all the boxes in one sitting. You could you could die and then still get all the yeah, boxes. as long as you get all the boxes. As long as you get all the boxes in the level. Yeah. But in the in the originals, it was, no, 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 no. You, you know death. I was like, how the fuck did I do that? And when the level splits into two, you have to do it backwards without... Yes! Oh my yes! god! What level the, did they start that on? That's that, ridiculous. That was so... I hated that. Running towards the screen... Is the worst the thing worst you thing. can do. Yeah. 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 And they deliberately made you do it. They designed levels around it. And like that that was oh. So imagine getting that perfect timing blind going back to oh, yeah. just this it's, it's this game. It's bringing back trauma. Like, yeah. No, I didn't uh, know I had this. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's the thing that's that's what's so good about it. And the thing is, right, I, I have a memory and it was I went to see my cousin uh, my cousin's Martin Alexander. And he just bought the Crash remake. And I said to myself, I'm not buying this because I got it for the PS4. And I'm not buying it because I know what's going to happen. I'll buy it. I'll get hooked. I'll get angry. Angry Dan will come out and it'll be fucking bad. And then I was, we'd had a few drinks and Matty's in his room and he said, oh, oh, I bet you can't do this. I bet you, you, don't, know what you don't know what you're doing. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to, Sunshine? Give me that controller. Did it in one. Fuck off. Threw it at him. <laughs> and I was like, you're a twat. Now I want to play this game yeah, now. <laughs> now. Now, now I was like, you Angry Danny comes out fucking, later. Oh, Angry Danny. I, I had some time before I moved to Australia. I literally spent all that time playing Crash Bandicoot. Thank <laughs> fuck the wife was at work because I was like, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, that's, Jared got me the remakes as a present and I have raged so hard. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, the, the, it's the Dark Souls principle of it's hard, but it's fair. 
The game never mm. cheap shots you. I, it's basically, it's one of those, you didn't die because of a glitch. You died of something that you had the chance to rectify or solve. It's just the game telling you to get good. Yeah, it is. Over and over yeah. again. And it has and the you same... you need to get good. And you need to get good. And basically it has that same Dark Soul principle of, yes, it's hard at balls, but when you actually do it, the sense of achievements is absolutely amazing. But only, like, I would appreciate if you did Stormy Ascent. Your lovely girlfriend Kitty probably wouldn't give a shit. Nah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's only a secret little circle of people. Well, she might care too. She's played it a bit and okay, Andrew okay. Kitty comes out okay. when she starts playing it. <laughs> okay, let's clarify this even more. I can complete Stormy Ascent and the Queen wouldn't give two rats' yeah, ass if I said to her and said, oh, I finished this. I did 100%. 104, I think it was first. And she'd look at me and go, Ooh. and? What? And where's the money? Where, I was like, oh fuck off. See, yeah, my my girlfriend's well, a, here in a podcast. My girlfriend's a lot more. Um, she's a lot more supportive in quotation marks. Mm. Um, when I when I tell her like you know oh I did it I did it I did it she's like yay can you come like hang out with me now? Like, <laughs> no, like I'm playing the next level. <laughs> but uh, I got a hooked on the crash. Yeah, you, uh, it's, the it's remake, good. And this is the first game I've got a hooked on. She is not a gamer at all. She she's played like. Wii games but do they count as games sometimes not really um, but like she she's never been hooked on a game before and to like walk in and be like hey have you seen the Switch and she's holding the Switch running through the crash levels and she's like oh thank god you're here can you get past this jump for me <laughs> and I'm like no you can do it and walk out the room and I know I know at this moment she's having the Dark Souls moment yeah she's she, gotta do I, it she's asking me for help but I'm giving her the Dark Souls satisf- uh, sati- satisfaction. Uh, thank you, there we Mr. Go. Englishman, knowing all the words. <laughs> Get my dictionary out. Oxford Dictionary. Satisfaction. satisfaction. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's so good to see somebody else going through that from an external point, having gone through it myself. But I think that's the good thing. Crash, you can easily pick that up because the level designs are so good. And Crash as a character is awesome. His design is fantastic. Like the old adverts, I don't know if you you would be too young to see it, but the old Crash Bandicoot adverts were fucking awesome. It was him going to like Sega's office, going eh, or like Mario's office, going eh, yeah. fuck you, Mario. Yeah, he had the megaphone out yeah, in front yeah. of Nintendo of America, like dressed up in the costume. And he's and you like, blat- coming to get you. You could blatantly see the person in the costume, yeah, but it was it didn't matter. But it was like fuck you. I was like, this is awesome. But he was like the bad boy. And well, he's Naughty Dog Studio. Yeah, it was well, Naughty, it was, Dog. It was Naughty it. Dog. Yeah, so, I know they don't have anything to do with it now. It's now actually owned by Microsoft. They officially own it. Because Activision. They own everything. Uh, Microsoft are owning everything. I know it's Activision's and don't moan. I know it's Activision's, but Microsoft just bought them, so shut up. And the <laughs> it's thing, all the same thing. It's all the same thing. <laughs> There's like two companies that run games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Nintendo's somewhere. Yeah. But the thing is with Crash, is like he's a great design, great character, and that's one reason I bitch and moan and want him in Smash Brothers for so long. Fuck you, Zora. I saw it. Oh my god, there were so many additions to that that was just like, why is this not Crash? Why is this not Crash? Like, why Steve, this- like Steve should not have been added before. I understand why Steve's in there, but Steve should not have been added before Crash. Mm, mm. But anyway, that's going to get off on a wild topic that'll when you're be, talking about that. That'll be, a, yeah, <laughs> agreed. We'll be on a fucking, oh, I fucking love Crash. And But the thing is, the levels, I said, you know, were so varied and so designed. You had, like, the jungle levels, but then you had the bridge level. You had the levels with the stormy ascent, where it's like you're up a medieval tower, hard as fucking nails. 
they had the ones that were side scrolling that were three the 3d you had ones that were dark levels so you basically you've got to get the masks so we'll get on to the masks in a minute but you had to get the masks as quick as you could because if you didn't get them quick enough you lose light and then you're like oh i'm now blind in the dark might as well be running the level backwards also, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also very fun challenge mode is to run that level without shit. The in complete, it's complete yeah. darkness. So you just is, doing yeah. It. There is no no. There is like no feedback. You just need to, you just need to remember where you are. Fuck. <laughs> we had the lab, laboratory levels as well, but one level I I actually put on my notes. Fuck that pig, was where you basically jumped onto a warthog. Oh, you didn't like those? Well, no, I did. They were, so basically what Crash would do is he'd see a pissed off warthog and he'd jump on and then basically he's going forward and he's just this, you're controlling the warthog. I think this is what kept dying so much because the hitbox was so tight. And I was like, fuck off! Fuck off! I did it! Fuck off! So in Crash 3, they swapped it out for the tiger. Yeah. Yes. And, and he, they were some of my favourites. They are great levels. And number two's a polar bear. Polar bear. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was it Puma? Polar? I don't think the pig ever got a name, but... I know you guys talked about it in the Super Mario one, but it's basically like riding Yoshi. If Yoshi was always running and yeah, refused to stop. Just could, and something crack. about like yeah. riding something else in a game that is satisfying. Is that why GTA does so well? Maybe. Well, no, no, no. That's why. I mean, when they brought out push so well, bikes, it was like a huge thing in San Andreas. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, you can ride a push bike now. Like, dude, we've been driving cars the whole time. If you tap this button really fast, you ride faster. It's like, well, I could do that, or I could ride my motorcycle. Yeah. Or I could jump on the back of a polar bear tiger warthog. And it's it. the same thing. I don't need to press any button for that to go forward. That just goes. Yeah. The oh. thing that got me about the pig, though, was its turning radius sucked. Mm, I, mm. I'm pretty sure the the next ones were much like yeah, much, much more better. forgiving on their yeah. on their turn circle. But oh my god, you would be like forced to go to the left hand side of the screen and then instantly go to the right. And like if you didn't do it at the like the mere inch of death. You'd hit, you'd hit a wall. You did. And, and this like, is why it's so fucking hard. <laughs> wow, we love Crash. That's it. But I like doing it. So yeah, yeah. Just, that, like, dying wasn't a problem. No, you're no, like, no. oh, I get to do it again. And it was until, also, like, the 20th time. And then you're like, <laughs> Fuck you. And then you walk away. You have a little bitch and moan about it. And then you come back and you do it first time. And you're like, how? <laughs> I, I did that with Stormy Asset on, yeah. on the remake. I had, yeah. to, I had to go to walk the dog. I was like, Tilly, get here. We're going for a fucking walk. Came back fucking doing this now come on you fucker and but there's also this this game had power-ups there were i say power-ups you had um the mask what was the mask called Uka Uka. was it Uka Uka? and then Uka Uka was the bad guy no, 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 not in Gen 1. In Gen 1, fucking Gen 1 Pokemon. Took a Pokemon here. <laughs> no, was, the bad guy was Dr. Neo Cortex. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, so you had the mask. It's basically you get a mask and that's like your shield, your armor. And if you get a second one, since you've got two armors, but if you get a third one, you get invincibility for however long. However long. He basically, it was based off like a witch doctor-esque design. Yeah, it was just a like card, not a cardboard. Wooden mask. A wooden mask with feathers hanging out the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you get the third level of invincibility, you can run around and shove your face into the enemy and it kills them. Yeah, it kills them. And it had some, it had some banging drums going while you did it. <laughs> like, the whole soundtrack 
by the way, oh, is just we, outstanding. We, we, we talked about this on the last episode <laughs> about just, we, we hinted at it, and it was just the intro news, the first oh, intro yeah, of Crash so 1. Just, just awesome. I just felt my dick get heavy. That was awesome. Just talking about like the awesome music and sound, I just remembered what the mask's name was. It was definitely... No, that was not its name. <laughs> That's what we called it. Yeah, I think it was Aka Aka, but we definitely we, called it the Oogity Boogie. Do you know fucking, what? I, right, that's the noise I, I made. I'm going to have to Google this. I said to... I, <laughs> you, you, you've got a phone. Check your phone. Check your phone. I turned mine off because uh, he's he called his midway phone. through. Just Google the mask. I'll so I, I spoke to I spoke to the, the queen and I said, you know, what do you... Cause I said, she doesn't like gaming, but she did have this when she told me as a kid. I said, oh, what do you remember from Crash? And she went, oh, that's where you... Um, you ha- it had Oogie Booga Booga. And I was like, I don't think that's, you can say that anymore, Ooga Booga, wifey. Because that's the noise he makes when you collect it. Isn't it? Oogity Boogity. Yeah, but anyone can interpret that a different way as a kid. And I was like, I don't think you can say that. Aka is Aka? It, is it Aka Aka? Uh, so Ooga Ooga is the bad guy. Yeah. And, and Aku Aku. Aku is Aku. Aku. There we go. And later uh, to be voiced by the guy, the Grim Reaper from Billy and Mandy. There we go. There's a little I didn't know. I do know who that is. I, I just remember seeing a clip of it and being like, I know that voice. I know that voice. A booga booga or hullabooga were his catchphrases. I like how they're catchphrases. Yeah. <laughs> they're not like Pokemon noises that he definitely makes. It's like, oh no, these are his catchphrases. Okay, catchphrases. Yeah. Well, he is a character and he has his own backstory and everything, He's, doesn't he? Well, he, he, sure. he, he does more. Yeah. I think the mask actually starts talking, becomes more of a part later on in two and three and four. In number one, he's not really involved. He's, he's, he's not in two at all, either, involved-wise. Isn't he? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's three that he comes out. He comes three. He, yeah, in three num- he speaks to Although you. I'm sure the internet will correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what the internet's for. But in number one, the only person he talks to you is, is, is Neocortex, the and boss. Coco. Is Coco in number one? Yeah. Coco is in number one. Is she? Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no she's in number no, two. No, no. What, what's, her, what's her face? Um, the chick who started his girlfriend. furries, yeah. Oh, what, what's his girlfriend? Can, is, no, not Candy. He has a Cindy. He has a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. All I know is in the remake. In the remake, they made her like like fight back. A no, that was bit. Gen Four. That was that was number four. Crash Four. They made her a character. Oh no no so so I'm just saying in the remakes in the oh. intro sequence when they're like capture the female and then it's got her like standing there in a fighting stance like ah yeah I'm gonna fight these guys off like girl power when it definitely was not like that in the first no, one no it was definitely it, <laughs> it was, was so much damsel in, was, damsel in distress it was definitely damsel in distress but and then she'd be at the end of every bonus level yeah and, she and would just, and she'd she just clap the, yeah she, she'd be like yeah and then just get taken off by yeah, she get, very short yellow man yes Cortex would take her away Jesus yeah because that was the whole thing in the first one you have to try and save her yeah. and the thing is this comes back again this is a Mario problem the bosses were a bit shit the bosses were a bit um, shit in Crash okay Papu Papu you gotta jump over the kangaroo yeah the kangaroo that was just annoying. Yeah, the kangaroo. You had the gangster weasel. I like that one. Look at why. Pinwheel or whatever his name was. Look, the, I'm going to say the boss levels, not all that great. The bosses themselves. Pretty cool. Oh, the pretty boss. Pretty damn yeah. cool. 100%. What was the tiger called? Was it Tiny? 
Tiny, 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 tiny the tiger. Tiny the tiger. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. All, it's all coming back to me now. So yeah. cool. It's all coming back. Like, the Dingo Dial. Oh, Dingo Dial is my favorite like character out of that. Were they in, were they in Crash Team Racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dingo, Dingo Dial and Tiny, Tiny were both heavy, is. so they went the fastest, but they had no, no handling. Because I'll be going on to that. It's just, yeah, it's just, see, it's all coming back, little <laughs> things like this. But yeah, no, 100%. The boss the battles, like, I enjoyed a few of them, but you're right, the bosses themselves yeah, are the, so good. The bosses were cooler than the actual levels. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Fact, like, the they sa- built them up through the whole stages, and then you finally got there. And it was just cool to beat them. And, and yeah. the designs of the levels themselves, like the boss levels, looked really cool. Like yeah. that where you found them was like real tight. But just didn't. And it was just... I, I, think, I think that might just be... A, that could just be me. It's just a spectacle thing, right? Mm. Like at that point, you just... It's a spectacle. Well, I suppose it was... Like, I, have to be, I have to be fair to this game at the time. It was the first one. And it was with a brand new console. So they're not just going to produce a banger... From the off, so I have to give him that at the same oh, time. Hmm. I think it's Super hard Mario to World, compare. Yeah. For a boss fight, you were basically in the one room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As where every other level, you had to trek a million miles up the mountain. Yeah. To then climb down and yeah. ski back up it somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that is, you should design crash levels. That right. sounds like it fit perfectly. But so from going from like that outside world of like point A to point B to then being trapped in one room with a guy, mm. it's just a different experience and it's not the same satisfaction finishing it off. Yeah, and, that, and the, yeah, 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 it makes and, sense. And he, speaking of like satisfaction, hitting them you never really felt like you were hitting them. No, I agree with that, that one. That, it wasn't... You didn't get that, like, nice, satisfying feeling. They had you the didn't good get that, animation. You didn't get that, like, the sonic feel when you jump on them, you go, I fucking got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I fucking um, hurt you then. Like, so, when you stab something in Dark Souls, you're like, yeah, fuck her. So maybe that's what you're, like, gauging it off. Because I'm pretty sure Mar- Mario had that problem as well. Yeah, Mario You got did. me saying Mario now, you pom. <laughs> Mario! But the thing is, I think... Mean, uh, Crash, yeah, we mentioned it. You you both played three and heavily played three, and that was incredible. Three was, and we will do that one day. Do you know what? Probably should have you guys back for number three. That should be an easy yeah, fill in. I'm going to be insulted if you don't. Uh, not gonna lie, because <laughs> that's what I originally put down for, and then you did, like, and then you're like, no, no, we're doing Crash one today. I'm well, like, well, I can makes, talk about it that. It kind of makes sense. You can't really go, oh, let's do three first. Although we are doing Final Fantasy eight, not Final Fantasy seven yet. But there's reasons for that. But Yes, there's like 12 of them. You're not going to start at one and work to... <laughs> yeah, you can't just go... You can go anywhere. But I know there's Crash 2, Crash 3, and then he went off the white rails a bit with all his shit side, other ones, which were just terrible. The mini-game stuff. Oh, just really bad. And More then, Nintendo rip-offs. Well, the Xbox tried it. Played, it was in time. It's just bad. Yeah. Team Racing, apparently. I never played Crash Team Racing. What? Now, again, we can cover this. Oh, yeah. We can cover Crash Team Racing, and then, but I never played it, but I've heard that is very good. And Crash 4 is in my bank of games, sealed, ready to go to play. And because I, I when I heard it's basically the Crash we loved. You give me Crash, it's like giving me drugs. I will take it. I will. That's what I want. I don't want other shit. I want Crash. That's good to know when I have drugs. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 know, them to I know how to get rid of them now. It's Crash. <laughs> I'll just draw Crash on the bag of cocaine. I'm like, I don't need this. Uh, crash. It's Ooh. Crash. <laughs> I know we've been ranting for a while, but like, is there anything... Because we've been sucking its dick for quite a while. Is there anything that you really hate about it? I mean, the last thing we talked about was the shitty boss. bosses. Bosses, but was, apart from that, was there anything else that you hated? 
Uh, it, there was like, I don't know if this was just a thing of the time, but there's almost no guidance on what the fuck you were doing and how no you tutorial. got stuff. Like, as a kid... Well, all you had was spin. It's all you had. Yeah, but... You, took me, like, a hundred times to figure out that I could spin while hanging. Is that in Crash 3? So in Crash 3, yeah, mm. you like, oh, yeah, right, jump right. up and you can swing through some... Was like, it in the instruction manual? Thing. Maybe. They were a thing back in the day, yeah, we, instruction I, I manuals. Read them. I definitely read them. Oh, I fucking loved, I love instruction manuals. They didn't. But like... <laughs> I like <laughs> struggling a hundred times working out that, oh, look, this button does something while I'm hanging. But like, how does he spin while hanging out? Like, he's got his hands... That on. breaks the physics, though. Yeah. No, like, no, no, he's just really dexterous. He's just, <laughs> he's just really dexterous. It's like, bullshit. Look, he's a bandicoot riding a warthog. I'm not going to pick at it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Grabbing <laughs> mangoes. Yeah. It's just, just bullshit. Looks nothing like an actual bandicoot saying that does Knuckles look like an echidna. I've seen echidnas in the wild. No. It looks nothing like that. But that's just another Wait, argument in so itself. You, you've seen echidnas here in Australia. Yeah. You haven't seen any with the gloves on? No, I've not seen any with the gloves. Oh, okay. So, you okay, you must have seen them around the Sydney area. If you move to the more northern territory, <laughs> they've, they've, got, they've, the they've got the gloves. And they actually... They fight off the boxing kangaroos. That's yeah. it. And they hang not... on trees, and then when the kangaroo comes, they jump off and they glide towards them. <laughs> right? And it's not it's not pink. Normally, like a brownie colour. It's that That's the blood of their enemies. That's why they're... <laughs> that's it, that's it. They took inspiration of it. Yeah. No, you, just, you've just... literally like, punched that kangaroo to death. It's a different it's subspecies, you know. They're, they're very popular in Northern right. Territory. Yeah, very close to drop bears. <laughs> drop bears, very dangerous thing. If you don't know, don't come to Australia. Kill us. Now, if you had to rate this out of 10, what would you give it? If you to give it right now. So, okay. So, am I rating this one? Because with Mario, there was no, op- uh, no like decision to be made. It was clearly a 10. Mm. Now, are we basing this off the time or now? Because at the uh, time, now, it would be now, much higher. Now. So now, I'd probably give it like a you can five still, you can still, you, know, you can still, you can add your nostalgia to it. Your nostalgia can be With a score With nostalgia, to... I'd still give it, give it a five or a six. Really? Yeah. Um, I fucking love that game. But to play, like I've played a bit of four. Mm. And god damn, there was so much, so much good stuff that like I feel like could have been done. Maybe they just didn't want to do it because it was too risky, or maybe... It was game one, remember? Yeah, exactly. But, like, it, it's kind of like it's unpolished. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. What about you, Liam? Look, I hold it in a pretty high standard, and I'm a filthy casual gamer at the best of times. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it, like, an eight. Yeah, I, I was going to give it an eight. Because you can pick it up... Anybody can pick it up at any point... And play it. Yeah. And rage. And have a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit and then rage later. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just, it's a good game. Yeah, I could still play it. Yeah, fair enough. A lot of my memories from recently have been playing the remake. But if you were to say, give here's the original PlayStation, crack on, I could still go. Yeah, it might have not aged well, but I could still go and really still enjoy the game. It's not like you give Metal Gear Solid, which is an absolute gem of a game. But... I'd really be like, with the graphics, I could still play Crash 1 now yeah. and just crack on with it. Not only that, like you were saying, your girlfriend played it and she's getting into it. Like, Crash is still introducing people to gaming. Mm. Yeah, now. that's true. Like, how many years after it came out? Well, 1990. Well, I can't remember what it is. It's around the 90s. 
Yes, I would. I mean, it's known as the nineties game. I would have said this at the start before the episode. I just record that on Sunday. So shut up, anyone who's arguing. <laughs> shut up. Future past Danny. Future past Danny doesn't know what he's doing. Shut up. But you know, I think that's. I think we've covered everything. Anyone else need to bring anything else up? Well, you've got to give it a rating. I said eight. I eight? I agree with eight. Oh, yeah. I think the right I think, score then. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, you're okay, wrong. Yeah. I'm just. No, you're I'm still, just cynical. You're cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're. You're a cynic. I love it, but I give it a five. Fuck you, game. <laughs> Jesus, Mario is a big, big... No, 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 no. no. Fuck, you hate anything he hates. Five to six, sorry, five to six. <laughs> it's above average, that's it's all right. Yeah, average. no, I would I would not say it's, it's like an average game, hence the six. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Right, and on that, fuck it out, right... Boys, it's been a pleasure, as always, and yes, we'll have you back for Crash 3 because you'll yeah. get insulted. But yeah, I think this has been... Good fun. I've I've enjoyed this very much. I I cannot wait to do more of this. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thanks, listeners. And I want to say thank you very much to Jared and Liam for coming round and doing that podcast. That's been Crash Bandicoot. Please make sure you give me a review on where you've been listening to your podcast. It really helps push me up there and get me out there to more people. I'll see everyone next week where, yes, we'll be doing Final Fantasy VIII. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.